Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hippie Wednesday morning. Uh, he was the musical guest on SNL this past Saturday. Justin I did not Timberlake watch... Was? Yeah, you'd think he could have been he could have been the host also because I think he's done that before. He has a couple uh, of but times with Dakota Johnson. Yeah, so happy birthday uh, to Justin Timberlake! Yeah, did they throw him a little birthday party on Saturday? I didn't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, like okay. I said, I, did, I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, I kind of forgot about it. Actually, it's probably worth mentioning too while we're talking about it for half a second um, that SNL this weekend is J Lo is the musical guest. And the um, the host is a name I cannot think of how to pronounce her first name. It begins with an A, Ayo Aibri. She is the other female lead. If there is a female lead on the Bear, oh okay. It was Jeremy Allen White is the star of the Bear, that TV show, and she is like the sous chef that comes in. For those who don't know the show, she's the other kind of standout star of that show. She is the guest host for SNL this weekend, which. It's fascinating to me a little bit because Jeremy Allen White has not done it. Oh, and he okay, is yeah. by far the bigger name. I mean, he did Shameless, all the Calvin Klein stuff. He's in the movie that um, Colin just watched with Zac Efron. Okay, he's the, the Iron big, Claw. The Iron Claw, thank you. Oh, yeah, you love that He's definitely the bigger too. name. Yes, it was very good. Um, yeah, it, 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 is, yeah, it is odd, especially since not only that, but the show itself is so niche. You know what I mean? It's I know it's great, and I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I know on your recommendation so I'm going to get there, but uh, oh. it, it it's not one that. Well, first of all, it's streaming only, and it's it it seems so narrowly focused. It's going to have a very you know, it's going to have a decent sized audience and one that's very dedicated to the show, but it's not going to go outside at all mm -hmm. to bring viewers in. You know what I mean? And I don't know her from anything else, and I don't, and she's pretty young. I, I don't know what else she's done. Apparently, she has some comedy chops. She's done, I don't think it was Second City, but it was something like that that she's done oh, like an uh, in the past. Trip? Yeah. Okay, so I'll check it out. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a pairing to have the two women together like that. So uh, that's SNL. Yeah, February 2nd. So that would be uh, not February 2nd, whatever this Sunday, whatever this Saturday is. Um, so and in case you wanted to feel old, Justin Timberlake turns 43 today. <laughs> it's younger than me. It's all I care about. Is it younger than me or older? Than me? That's, yep. that's the only way that I judge. Yeah.
Um, coming up at 1030, uh, as some of you are making plans to go to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, by the way, tickets are only going higher and higher and higher and higher as the week goes on. Uh, we'll get some insight into what travel, not we talk about airfare a lot, but hotels, if you're going to rent a car, what some of the other options might be. We talked about like to fly into LAX or something like that. Uh, Joe Curtis, CEO of Ascendus Travel is going to join us coming up at 1030. I did find out, by the way, in talking to the guys next door over at 610, that they are indeed doing a hotel this time they're not okay. doing the the verbo thing or the airbnb thing that they've done in the past so they decided to stay in a hotel it is not the luxor <laughs> really we, we don't have that kind of money <laughs> we're we're just you know uh we're we're more an Motel off the six? strip hotel kind of it's it's yeah. not to that level either are they in henderson nevada like how far off the strip are we going you know it's funny we were joking about that they did tell me the name of the place and for the life of me i can't remember but there there is i mean when you get in close to las vegas everybody knows all the hotels on the strip all have names like there's the Luxor and there's the right. this and the that but even the off the strip hotels are like that you, you know you don't stay at the Holiday Inn Express Las Vegas you stay right. at, at Shalimar or whatever it is yeah. you know it's going to be something like that they all have cool names yes uh so 10 30 we'll talk to him coming up if you have questions for him I suspect we'll get into some things beyond just Super Bowl travel he is the CEO of Ascendus he would have answers feel free to text those in 913-586-7798 all right, starting off uh, on a serious note today, the news came out shortly after we got off the air yesterday. Uh, story we have been following since this happened in late November. Uh, a mother now has been charged in connection to the death of a five-year-old boy who fell 17 stories from an apartment building in Casey. Yeah, and we've also learned a lot of details about it. The charges themselves, just to get this portion of it out of the way so far, uh, only involve a charge of first degree endangering the welfare of a child resulting in death. And I say only because it stopped short. And I mean, the investigation is still going on. So we've talked about this before. There is the opportunity for a prosecutor to add charges later on as the investigation warrants. But right now they figure they've got a good case for first degree endangering the welfare of a child. We'll talk about why that is in just a minute. Uh, that is a serious charge. That is a serious felony charge. Any charge that results in the death of a child is going to be a serious thing. But it's not manslaughter. It's not murder. It's, at this point, endangering the welfare of a child resulting in death. All right. I want to go through a little bit of the details of what happened for those that don't remember. Uh, and then we'll go through some of the charge. Um, I'm going to give you, a, here's your adult content warning a little bit, because there are a couple of details in this that I didn't know before mm -hmm. that add uh, some color to the story, so to speak, uh, just to give you an idea of what we're talking about. Um, so, and, and you're going to get the, you're going to get the idea here of what's going on. So again, this was back November 27th. Police are called to an alley. Uh, the little boy's body was found near East 10th street and grand, uh, officers noted catastrophic damage to his head and body. We'll leave those details out for yeah. a moment, but you get the idea. Um, Cruz noted his body temperature was cold enough to cause concern. I feel like that's a detail we may come back to. Uh, investigators look up. They saw an open window at the 17th floor of the building. It was the only open window in the back at the time. It's the only place he could have come from. Surveillance video of the fall showed that he hit a covered walkway over the alley before falling into the alley just to give you an idea of the kinds of injuries that he would have had. Yes, and and that was something, as we kind of take a look at that, not only were there the catastrophic injuries to his head and neck region, like you mentioned, but there was also some pretty catastrophic damage done to his lower body and his legs. And 
the question then becomes was that prior was was any of were any of those injuries suffered prior to the fall right. and i don't know if they're going to be able to to determine that uh, that may again if they can and find out that there were injuries sustained before the fall that may result in additional charges as well my limited knowledge of that which admittedly comes from csi is that bruising and things like that you can tell how long, especially if there are old injuries that never healed, right. you can tell that from x-rays. If there's bruising that's new versus old, you can tell some of that. But even if it, it, it right, if it had been, though, minutes before the fall, if there was something going on, sure. if, there right. was, if, if there was something going on inside that apartment before the fall, that would be much, much harder. But you're right. I mean, you can tell if a bruise is a day old, three days old, five days old, et cetera. But you're right. If it had just happened before the fall, they wouldn't know the difference. Right. So it gets worse. Um, officers go to that unit. Uh, they find Kareen lying in front of the window. They ask her where her son was, and she said he went out the window. This is the scene that officers found there. Um, feces on the ground in the entryway, food debris and trash piled in a corner, dried liquid all over the entryway walls, um, more feces on the floor in the apartment, which appeared to be stamped and flattened into the carpet as if it had been stepped on. Uh, unit was dirty and unkempt, food debris and dirty clothes scattered about. Boy, it's so weird, some of this. Investigators found a copious amount of chocolate on the windowsill where he fell out, and chocolate was smeared with what appeared to be child imprints. Okay. That, uh, yeah, that detail is... I'm trying to figure out a, a way to say this that's going to be uh, not over the top, but that may lend itself to the idea that she didn't have anything directly to do with him going out the window. Okay. Maybe. Because okay. if it was child handprints, fingerprints, things like that, and none of hers were present there. Okay then that may indicate that she was just, that it was neglect and not anything overt. But that's not the only thing they're going to be looking for either. Somebody just asked this on the text line, and you're, you're right on track. Detectives made note of the fact that Kareem did not report her son had fallen. Instead, police were notified by someone walking out of the basement of the apartment and noticed it. That's that, problematic also. Right. And that goes back to the very first thing that you seized on, which is the fact that they said that his body temperature was as low as it was, which means that he had been outside for a while. Now, right. it was very cold that day. So it, th that will affect the amount of time that it takes for, you know, interior temperature, liver temperature, things like that to drop significantly. Um, but they would be able to figure that out based on the ambient temperature outside. They would know exactly what the time of death was versus when police arrived. Talk about the window for a second and the window stops yep. because we learn more about this. Uh, the apartment manager said every window has two stops that prevent it from opening past a few inches. They said if the stops had not been removed, it would have done so that you would have done it on purpose. You don't that doesn't just accidentally happen. They don't just pop out. Yeah, right. There was an eviction notice that was filed against this woman saying the window stops had been carelessly removed by Corrine and said the unit was uninhabitable by the state due to very poor sanitary conditions. Now, I want to be careful because just because a unit is uninhabitable doesn't mean she pushed her son out a window. Just because the apartment is dirty and and there's neglect involved doesn't also mean 
I mean, she's going to be responsible for his death if she took those window stops out and made it possible for him to fall, but it doesn't mean she killed him. There, There is another thing that could conceivably go into a, a potential upping of the charge here. Because when you talk about somebody who's living in those kinds of conditions, oftentimes, and again, we do, I want to be very clear, we don't have any evidence of this at the moment. But what you might see in a case like this is one of two things. Either somebody who is uh, in some kind of mental health crisis because they're not taking medication. And if that's the case, you have a responsibility. Uh, The state could conceivably say, you have a responsibility to take care of that child. And if you're on your meds, you're able to take care of that child. But if you stop taking your meds willingly, if you do it on your own, and that puts you into a state where you can no longer take care of that child, and that child dies as a result of that, that could put you in manslaughter territory. Equally, and again, we don't know any of that in this case, but some of the things that they've been saying about her and the fact that she was hospitalized very shortly after that conversation with the responders might lend you to believe that that might be the case here. The other possibility is drugs. Let's say it's the other way around, that she's fine, until she starts taking a whole bunch of drugs and the very same thing happens. That's the exact same charge and could, again, put you in the territory of manslaughter because you had a responsibility that because you took drugs, you could no longer do that. And that's what led to the death. So in either case, again, we don't know any of that in this case, but if either one of those things was going on here, that might lead to an additional charge. I kind of hope there are more charges here. I don't know exactly what happened. You're um, a single charge of endangering the welfare of a child. And maybe those charges are coming when the unit, the apartment was in the condition that it was in. Not directly related, maybe to the kid going out the window, but I want there to be charges for the kid living in conditions like that. Definitely. And and when you know, we're going to have to look this up as far as Missouri law is concerned, what's the difference in terms of the potential punishment between endangering the welfare of a child and endangering the welfare of a child resulting in death? Do you know right. what I mean? Because right. it's that's going to be a, a far more serious charge. But in terms of what that could do to her, if she, again, pending a conviction here, she's only been accused so far. So she allegedly endangered the welfare of a child, according to the police. So th- there's a lot of ground to cover between now and then. But if there is a conviction in this case, what would the difference be uh, in terms of what she might be facing? If you have thoughts, I know we kind of put a lot out there. 913-586-7798. Uh, we'll get to your comments on this coming up here in KMEZ. Two things seem to be a little bit inconsistent lately. Uh, one is trying to keep track of when garbage pickup has been delayed to this week because of snow and holidays and that kind of thing. The other, if you're in Overland Park, is mail delivery. What is going on with mail delivery in Overland Park? I mean, we 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 know it's been slow, and we know the holidays slowed things down, and there have been things that, you know, where normally they would take a couple of days to get to you. Now we're taking four or five or maybe even a week. But in Overland Park, we're talking about mail that is, has either been not picked up, outgoing mail that hasn't been picked up, or mail delivery that's weeks at a time in between. Somebody reported that they've had mail ready to go out and had the little flag up in the mailbox and the whole thing, and it hasn't been picked up in two weeks. 
Yeah, uh, Fox 4 had the story. Talked to Peter Pearson, who lives off of Metcalf in South OP, said, we've had mail delivered twice in the last two weeks. He said his mail has been delivered only six times since Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. It, um, okay, so, and he says he's complained. It sounds like the line also to pick up your mail if you just go pick it up at the post office, also is long. Sure, and and you could say, okay, well, we have uh, you you do have the ability to take your mail to the post office. You know, if they're not coming and picking it up at your box, you can just take it to the post office. Yeah, but you're not supposed to have to do that. I right. mean, yeah, in, in in the same way, if you want to go pick your mail up at the post office, fine. But why are they not delivering it? Someone with the postal service told Pearson to get in touch with his elected officials to ask why this is happening. Oh, uh, boy, talk about passing the buck. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, you work here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you not able to tell me? I mean, it's not like the state senators and state representatives are, are forbidding you from delivering the mail in Overland Park. Well, it almost feels like it's a money thing. Like, talk to your elected officials about why we're not getting the money to pay staff better. It's not our problem. Sure. I don't but, like the answer. But well, I don't I, I don't like the answer for a couple of reasons. That's one of them. The other thing is Lenexa doesn't seem to be having this problem. Shawnee right. doesn't seem to be having this problem. Olathe doesn't seem to be having this problem. Why is this going on in Overland Park? It makes me want to pay more attention because I, I sit in the window and the delivery truck for our mail has to park kind of in the median mm-hmm. when he's here. And it's during the show. I just don't pay that close of attention if it's the same time every day. Right. I don't think it's every day. Oh, I, I, oh, I don't they notice even it show every up day. At your place? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, ours, ours is inconsistent in terms of the time when they get there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Most of the time, I'll come home, I'll get home, you know, 2.30 after the show, and I'll check, and it's a coin flip. You know, half the time it'll be there, half the time it won't be there yet, and usually it'll be there by 3. But lately, especially on Mondays, because that's a big day, it's been sitting there mm-hmm. for a couple of days over the weekend, it won't get there until 5.30, 6 o'clock sometimes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the logical reason would be other than like staff sicknesses or something, which is not, that's reasonable. I mean, that's, it's winter, it's flu, COVID cases were up for a while. I mean, maybe, maybe staff has been sick and they don't have enough people to go around. The guy that they talked to said, and this is something maybe we'll come back to another time, but the guy that they talked to said, I would be willing to go to scheduled service every other day or three days a week or something if it means it's reliable. Yeah, right. If you know you're going to get your mail, yeah, and, it's, and it's odd because I mean we get a lot of stuff uh, because of what I do during my off hours. We get a lot of stuff delivered to the house that comes from if it comes with tracking numbers, stuff from eBay, mm-hmm. stuff from Reverb or whatever. And when that happens, I'll watch the tracking, and the holdup with us doesn't seem to be here in town. The holdup is getting it here. Once I see that it shows up at the KCK distribution center, I know it'll be at my house the next day, and it almost always is. So, yeah, it seems like nowhere else in the area has been having these kinds of problems. And the distribu- from the distribution center onto our door, um, and when I say our, I mean writ large, all of us in the neighborhood, seems to be the next day. But Overland Park, for whatever reason, can't get this figured out. That is an interesting solution of of going and saying, okay, well, you can cut me down to half the delivery as long as I know I'm going to get it a couple of times a week. Yeah, then it's predictable. Then you can plan on, because um, the person that they talked to said he pays most of his bills online, yeah. which is what I, was advi- mm-hmm. what I would advise, but not everybody does that. 
Sure. Now, hopefully there's enough of a window between when you get your bill and when it's due that a week isn't going to make a difference, but two weeks might. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. So if your if your bill is ready to go in the mail and they don't pick your mail up for two weeks, all of a sudden you're going to be late, way late. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely follow that one and see if they get any any kind of resolution uh, out of Overland Park. And some of you are texting in about where else it's been bad, too. So that's good to know. We'll switch gears here coming up. Uh, if you have interest still in going to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, we'll get into that and some other travel related stuff. Joe Curtis, CEO of Sendus Travel, joins us next here in KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time is ticking away. So we get closer to the Super Bowl. It seems like it's going very slowly, uh, but a lot of interest in people that want to go, even if not going to the game, just going and hanging out in Las Vegas during the game. We wanted to get some insight into what kinds of deals, if any, you can find out there for that weekend. <laughs> deals might be a bit of a stretch, definitely. <laughs> Joe Curtis is here, CEO of Ascendus Travel. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. So if we've waited this long, and of course, I mean, we had to wait to make sure that the Chiefs were actually going to be there. And now that we know that, uh, is there such thing as a deal left to be had in terms of travel between here and Las Vegas? Not really, no. Uh, looking at flights this morning, and they've added a lot of flights with American Airlines, Delta, United, Southwest, and Spirit have all added flights, you know, between February 8th and February 12th. But Right now, the lowest rate that you can get round trip is roughly $1,100. And that one is um, a red-eye return after the game that departs Vegas at 1220 and gets you home here in Kansas City at 5 a.m. So that's uh, it's a little tough going. The, the, other, the other flights are roughly 1500 to 2500 for coach. Uh, first class is running around 4400 and up, but it's it's really, really limited. Um, if you want to make multiple connections and you're willing to do that when you leave, you know, going through Denver, maybe to Salt Lake and then back over, um, you're looking at roughly 800 and up. So that's, I mean, that's probably your cheapest option if you want to put in the time with the connections. Is there a point at which the airlines look at this and say, we'll add more flights in the next few days? Do they look at it and say, there is so much demand, we'll add even more? Uh, potentially, but the prices will stay the same. 
they'll keep it at with supply and demand at, at where they're at. So they'll keep the prices remaining the same. Yeah, well, I want to point something out, too, because of what you just mentioned about that flight, that red eye back from Las Vegas that leaves after midnight and gets you here about 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm sure there are people going, how long does that flight take? Yeah, but you're adding two hours, right, because they're Pacific time. Yeah, that's correct. It'll add two hours onto it, and that's actually flight 87 for Travis Kelsey. Is that the back. Kelsey flight? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now let's talk about if, if somebody decides to outlay that cash or decides to drive or take Greyhound or whatever and get themselves to Las Vegas uh, and they need a place to stay, what are we looking at? I mean, are hotels the best way to go? Are some of the, the gig economy, you know, Airbnbs and Verbos maybe the way to go? Or, or what's available still in terms of a place that's known for having a, a few hotels? Right. I mean, that, that's the benefit of this being in Las Vegas is they have tons of hotels down there. So there is some availability still there. Uh, rates are running anywhere from $400 if you're off the strip to over $1,000 if you're on the Strip. So if you're looking at the Bellagio or Mandela Bay, one of those, MGM Grand, you're going to be over $1,000. But you can stay south of the Strip and, and still be fine. Um, you know, I know it's $400, but that's going to be your cheapest option. How much of the flights and hotel rooms for Super Bowl weekend, particularly in Las Vegas, are booked before we even know who the teams are by people that just know they want to go to the Super Bowl no matter what? Yeah, there are certain ones done by all the sponsors and stuff. So I, I want to say it's around 25% that they tell us that's already booked because, you know, uh, certain sponsors have all their, their stuff booked. And so they have a room block and everything for all their individuals that are coming or maybe clients that they're bringing with. So those are already set in stone. So, and then you get into the teams booking their stuff and, that's when the prices really go up is after that. Yeah, no kidding. You know, it's interesting, too, because I've I've never been to Las Vegas, so I know nothing about the town in terms of being able to get around. So if somebody does decide, okay, we're going to save a little bit of money by saying, staying south of the Strip, like you mentioned, or you know, just going as far away from the center of things as we possibly can be and traveling in, what are we looking at? I mean, what kind of town is Las Vegas in terms of uh, you know public transportation? Or do you have to rent a car? I mean, that sort of thing. Or is it easier to get around by using, do they even have light rail? Uh, your, your best options is going to be to use like an Uber or Lyft down okay. there to be able to get around. Rental car, yes, you can do rental car, but it's also going to be supply and demand with rental cars. So those prices have gone up quite a bit as well. And and the supply would make me a little nervous uh, for folks going down their plan and on making sure their car was there. So I would look at using a shared service. Turo also an option for something like that. Excuse me. Uh, tur- using Turo, using the, the service Turo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. Okay. I've, I should glance. I haven't looked at those rates here um, in a bit. What about the option? And we talked to this uh, a little bit yesterday. Instead of flying into Vegas, flying into Los Angeles and driving or Phoenix and driving or Sacramento and driving, do those rates get better for flights? They definitely definitely get a lot better. And I think some people are going to be looking at doing that. I also feel you're going to have a lot of people coming over that maybe don't have tickets that are so called snowbirds down there that will be coming from Phoenix and from Southern California that will be coming for the entertainment part of it. So it's just going to be crowded and they're taking up some of the hotel 
space. But yes, that is an option if you would like to do that. And those flights are still available. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I just looked it up too and found out that, and this is a direct quote from the Nevada Independent, the Las Vegas Valley remains the only large metro region in the Mountain West without a developed light rail system. So not only do they not have one, they're alone in that. That's a little surprising to find out about a metropolitan area like that, that, I mean, that demands getting around. So in terms of where the stadium is, um, I mean, is, is, does Las Vegas have much in terms of outskirts, you know, in terms of traveling in a half an hour away, or are you just out in the middle of the desert at that point? No, they have they have uh, infrastructure outside the city that you can stay at and, and be able to get in, and there's plenty of Ubers and stuff like that down there that will be able to handle you. Gotcha. Yeah, my knowledge of it is that there aren't, like Henderson is the only suburb I can think of, but there are, it's not just the Strip. That there are there yeah. are things there. Does it help yeah. you out to expand your dates out and to not just go like Friday to Sunday? Yes, that would definitely help. If you got down there earlier, or stayed longer, that would definitely help on your flights. Good deal. Um, yeah. So again, as we get closer into the game, we've been talking about the fact that the ticket prices for the game are getting so expensive. They, the average price for the cheap seats has now gone over ten thousand dollars a piece. So it's going to be a major investment, no matter what you do. Um, are there going to be things to do? I mean, I know the NFL does this every time there's a big game. They have the NFL experience there, and there are all kinds of things that they build into the area around the stadium. Las Vegas, of course, famous for entertainment. Are there going to be those kinds of availabilities to go catch a show on the Strip if you do what Jamie said? You get in on Wednesday night and you want to spend Thursday going out and hitting the town. Is that? Are they also going to jack up prices for those kinds of things? Yeah, there, there will be more of a premium for those types of events, but they are going to be available for the spectators to go down there and see it. So they will have them. they got tons of capacity for that, but they will be more at a premium. In terms of Super Bowl cities, cities that have hosted the Super Bowl, one of the things I heard about was that um, a lot of the parts of this trip are more expensive because it's Las Vegas and because it just is a more expensive experience. If it was being held somewhere else, this year is kind of a weird year anyway, but would some of these rates be lower? I, I believe so, yes. I think the big draw to this is it's the first time that Las Vegas has ever held the Super Bowl. And so everybody's excited to go down there and add in the Vegas experience along with the Super Bowl. So I think that inherently has driven up prices. Definitely. All right. Well, Joe Curtis, if folks are looking at making those last minute reservations, if they want to get on it today and say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and put in the investment and get to the Super Bowl. uh, What can they find out at Ascendus Travel and how do they get in touch? Uh, So they can reach out to us and talk directly to any of our advisors if they would like to. Or, uh, you know, I'd recommend just searching out online, too, and seeing what's out there. But if they want that personal touch experience, uh, they certainly can reach out to us at Ascendus. Good deal. Ascendus.com. Joe Curtis, CEO of Ascendus Travel. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You got it. Take care. Thanks so much for being with us. All right. We'll uh, be back to wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Welcome in here on this Wednesday morning on KMBZ, talking a little bit of football. Uh, New Heights podcast always comes out on Wednesday mornings. I always see clips of it online first, and then we always kind of go through it to see uh, see what they said. And so there was quite a bit in it this time, as you would imagine. Uh, Travis Kelsey talked a lot about seeing Taylor and coming off the field and seeing the guys. There were also clips, and I don't know if we'll get to this part or not, but um, this, what, this is what makes me want to go back and listen to the whole thing, where he talked about not feeling as motivated for some of the season, like in the middle part, and how it's it's December and January, 
that you really kind of get fired up, but that it's kind of sluggish through the middle of the season. Yeah, and you figure that can be kind of rough. I mean, how do you keep that going? And it's not just him. It's the whole team. And it's not even just the whole team. It's every team. I mean, if you're if you get into a point where you're not performing up to expectations, it can be really hard to turn that around. And the Chiefs absolutely did this year. Uh, do we? Yeah. Do we have a little clip of Travis talking about that? Yeah, this is him just talking about the game is what we have because they, they're still releasing the whole episode. But this is what we got from Travis. It was a record day for the Yeti. Not only did you lead all receivers uh, with 116 yards and a touchdown, you had this insane grab on third and five. You want to walk us through it? Big third down play, and Pat uh, changed the play. I was like, I don't know if we should change this play. That's not how you play football, ladies and gentlemen. You have to listen to the guy. He's got the keys to the car. He's steering the ship, and I was just like, mm. I don't like it. And sure enough, he's pumping and this. trying to find me come on, coming over the middle of the Where's field. Where's Trav? He's going to be right um, here. Any second, he's going to be right there. Okay, where, okay, he's not showing up. Yeah, he's scrambling for his life, gets his legs chopped out from under him. At that point, I'm in my head like, I got to make a play for my guy. I'm just out here looking like a not running the right route for him. Pat, thanks for giving me a chance, baby. I love you, man. This is one of the things that makes your and Pat's connection electric because your guys ability to freelance both of you are so good at that to have both of you guys be able to do that and also be on the same page or get to the same page it's pretty fun to watch when stuff like this is happening he's a faster reader than i am that's what it is <laughs> i'm just a few pages back it makes playing with the guy so much fun man when you just know that he could pull a rabbit out of the hat at any point put the ball in one area for you to go and get where you or nobody gets it and you can go and try and make that spectacular play for your team because you just know that play is never over and even when they think they got you they don't wow yeah i yeah, you can feel it you can feel the momentum in him and that play that they were talking about that third and five play where he had to change direction and go vertical Mm -hmm. To make that catch, I, I still don't know how a big guy like him makes those plays. You see little guys make plays like that or try to <laughs> and come yeah. a little closer to it. He's a big dude, and he's able to, to work his body like that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, we also got a little bit of a taste there of Jason as an interviewer, kind of. And, and he's done that before. This is not the first time in that podcast. And a bit of a cheerleader, too, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. But because Travis is still playing and Jason is not, now it's Jason sort of asking Travis more about more, some of the more technical parts of the game, which I thought was was cool to hear. I thought I saw Jason say anymore. I, I saw somewhere online this morning that said Travis Kelsey's not going to go to the Super Bowl because he's worn out. I'm like, oh, oh the internet's on. stupid. The internet is just dumb. <laughs> the, the internet just makes things up sometimes. So I don't know how true this is, but Jason apparently said something like watching Travis go through the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think Jason is officially retired. He's I think not. he told the team he's thinking about it maybe, yep. or that it's an option, but he hasn't officially signed on the dotted line that he's out. And apparently he said, oh, maybe one. You hate to bail on it. Maybe one more. He left the door open. There's no doubt yeah. about it. And, and uh, the other thing I think we need to talk about for just a minute here, even though I know this isn't news anymore, is the fact that Jason started that clip by saying record setting day. Let's talk about that record for a minute, because uh, Travis Kelsey now has more catches in the postseason than any other player in the history of the NFL. And that includes the guy that he beat to get that record, Jerry Rice. 
if you don't know Jerry Rice's contribution to football with, with the 49ers and then the Raiders, much more so with the 49ers, but a little bit with the Raiders, and what he and two different quarterbacks, that's the other thing, is that it was uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young after Montana left for here that were throwing the ball to to Jerry Rice. And it seemed like during those 49er years, I mean, yeah, there were big catches by guys like Dwight Clark and and a couple of others, but – I mean, Jerry Rice was the man and would catch 60-yard passes and would catch 10-yard ins. It didn't matter. And he was that very same style where if you got the ball near him, it was a catch. It was maddening, by the way, for anybody that played the 49ers back then. It, it was just unbelievable. And yet to have Travis Kelsey, a tight end, not even a wide receiver, a tight end, break that record for postseason catches, This enjoy this. Take note of this. You know, I, I know we're used to watching Travis Kelsey do this game in and game out, but you got to recognize the kind of, of just history-making play that's going on here, and he's not anywhere near done. No, he is 34. I believe he's got two years left on his contract. He gets asked all the time now, you going to retire? Because Jason is talking about it. Uh-huh. And he's 34. You know, how long did Tom, Tom Brady was 40 when he retired? 41, I think. 40, 45? I think he's 45 now. Okay. I think he so played until he, he was like 43, 44. You're right. He was, yeah, he was 43. He was just about to turn 44 when he, when he made the announcement that he was retiring. Yes. Okay. Now, granted, Tom Brady doesn't eat anything fun. And doesn't like, you know, so, so maybe, maybe uh, Travis Kelsey doesn't either, but he's away from, he's away, a ways away. Now he has talked about how his body has a harder time now than it used to, that it's a harder recovery after those games, but you sort of just feel as long as Andy Reid is there and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes are there. Yeah. Stick it out. Right. And I mean, it's easy for us to say, right? We're not the ones who who have to take those hits. (laughs) But at the same time, yeah, it's not like he has anything to prove. You know, he set that record. He he doesn't have anything left to prove. But you know what? I mean, how many guys do you see? And I, I saw this once with a guy who was a sportscaster and a former player that he was out there watching training camp. And I just happened to see him out there, you know, as he was doing his thing and I was doing mine for a different radio station. And he was out there watching training camp. You could see it on his face. He had been retired for five years, and you could see it on his face, how much he missed being out there on the field with those guys. Especially if he's still good at it. Yep. He will know, and so will we, the point at which he's losing his edge. Right. A little bit. And my guess is Travis Kelsey doesn't play one day after he has lost some of that edge. I think that's a fair, yeah, I think that's a fair uh, sort of prediction to make. Again, we're speaking for him. And right. It, and he's speaking for himself. With all of our knowledge. But, but the thing is, you can tell by watching him right now, it, because a tight end doesn't rely on speed as much, mm-hmm. it's a little bit there, but it's it's not as important as it is for a wideout, that losing a step, you know, not being as fast as he is now or as fast as he was when he was 28 or 29 years old doesn't really matter as much at his position. What matters is can he still move his body and can he still make those catches? And he has lost absolutely nothing in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Um... I was just text lines coming in a little bit. Um, yeah, it, it'll be. I wondered too what's going to happen to the podcast in the offseason. What's are they still going to do it? Yeah. Or will they take a break until the season kind of gets going um, a little bit? I don't know what Jason Kelsey normally does 
in the offseason. Mama Kelsey was asked how much you see the boys during the offseason, and she said not very much. She said they're kind of going in different directions. Yep. So I don't really know. Um, I, I think suspect. Jason started farming, right? Isn't that I what know he, he started bought doing property. for the? Yeah, because we did. You guys watch the documentary on Amazon? I did. I no. thought he started doing a little, uh, little bit of that. I don't, I don't remember that part. Um, I just remember him. He's eaten up real estate near where they live. Like he bought the house next door to their house. He bought another one in the neighborhood. He might end up getting into some real estate stuff. So, who knows? Or maybe he's working out to get ready for a new season. I want to see him out there throwing hay bales around. I think that would be hilarious. Broadcasting, maybe? Yeah. Oh, get him I, up in the booth? That'd I, be cool. Yeah, I said the same thing. I think definitely. I mean, look, anything that can get Tony Romo out of the broadcast booth, I'm in favor. <laughs> if they have Rob Gronkowski up there looking like he has science, <laughs> like scientist glasses uh-huh. talking whatever he talks, doing it, I think anybody can do it at that point. Definitely. Yeah. Um, somebody said, I don't think Jason's wife would approve. She wanted him to retire after they lost against the Chiefs. Well, too bad. I mean, she can want him to retire, but if he says, I still want to play, mm-hmm. I doubt she's going to say no. Yeah. How do you how do you go to a guy with a, a career history like his and say, I know you still can do one more year, but I don't want you to. Uh, like you said, she cannot want him to, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to He's going to go ahead and hang him up before he's ready to. Yeah, I mean, Giselle wanted Tom to retire, too, and what, you know how that worked that out. That was different. I, I mean, he <laughs> said he was retired yeah. and then went yeah. back on it. So 30 yeah. days later or whatever it was, <laughs> right. and said, nah, I'll miss it. I don't, I don't think so. So uh, <laughs> coming up the next hour, we do have audio of uh, a host that spoke out majorly in favor of some of the stuff that's happening off the field. We'll get to that coming up in the next hour. Straight ahead, teachers in Oklahoma got bonuses that were too high. Now the state wants its money back. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.